0: He's in his library confounded madam my language is most controlled i say we take off and nuke the entire site it's the only way to be sure in a thousand years gandahar was destroyed a thousand years ago gandahar will be saved the spice extends life Silent Green is Welcome, listener, to StarCrashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. And in this episode, we'll discuss Mala Vila from 1976. It is a fairy tale film, I'm gonna call it that at least, (laughs) and there will be spoilers putting it out there right now, but if you've ever come in close contact with The Little Mermaid, then you know how this one goes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, so my name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So Linnea, first, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Um... I have
1: finally, um, have it on paper that I have uh, finished my, my, uh, university, uh, degree.
0: Woohoo. So, uh, yes, yes. Awesome.
1: <laughs> that is over and done with, and I'm so happy about that. So now it's just, uh, yeah, unemployment,
0: <laughs> looking for oh, jobs. Oh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I have a few jobs that uh, I've, I've applied for that I think I have pretty good chances of getting. Yay!
0: So yeah. Fingers crossed, yes. thumbs held, <laughs> whatever your culture tells you will bring you luck. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I wish you the very, very best of luck in, in getting one of those jobs uh, or several, whatever you <laughs> feel like. Uh, but yeah, we are um, going to discuss... This little movie that we watched, but is there, is there anything else like movie or media related that you want to get into first before we move on? Or well, I've been watching Loki so Same. far.
1: Yeah, at the point when we are recording this episode, there's only two Loki episodes out, but it's been
0: uh, interesting so far. I've only watched uh, the first one so far. Mm. Um, we were going to watch it yesterday, but I think we're going to save it for, for the, fr- the Friday film, almost like. So, uh, and I'm really excited about it. I think it was a lot of fun. It was, um, I was thinking like, where are they going? But I was, I was so loving like the environments and the aesthetics of the whole thing. So I was just loving that the whole like 70s futuristic thing they had going down for it. And I think um, Tom Hiddleston is his name, right? Yes. yeah I think he's also a very charismatic and funny person so yeah awesome what's your like first impressions
1: oh I, I've enjoyed it a lot um definitely more than Falcon and winter soldier I was not a huge fan of that one mm. uh, so this is this is a step up for me um there was and I'm not I'm gonna avoid spoilers here but there is a, a uh, reveal in the second episode oh. uh which I kind of I, I saw it coming uh because I, I know the comics, and there's really only one thing I'm disappointed about in that. and it <sighs> has to do with hair color. It's oh. the wrong hair color, and I'm so annoyed. Uh, but it's a really, really minor thing, so uh, oh. I, I would say that they have succeeded well otherwise.
0: Oh, okay, I'll let you know when <laughs> I've seen the second one, so <laughs> you can let me know what hair color <laughs> it is we're talking about, I think. And then yeah.
1: I think when you see it, you
0: will know. Yeah. In reference to what I have sent you in Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, let you, I'll still let you know then. I'll still yes, let you know and yes. we can talk about it. But okay, so talking about hair colors and ha- hair in general here, there mm. is, okay, so there is like, you know, how the whole timeline in, in Marvel is, is sometimes a bit all over the place, I want to say, especially since they introduced like the whole time travel thing and it was taking place at certain moments and, you know, a- actors' age, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that, And as they should and, and, and you know. But uh, I I don't know if I like the choice that they made regarding Loki's hair because he's not wearing a wig or anything. I think they've just dyed his hair. Mm-hmm. And his hairline is not... Uh, Friends with the timeline, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) If you understand what I mean. uh, uh, You can tell, you can tell that things have been recorded at different times and it doesn't really work, which confuses me because they have so much money, so I feel like they could make it work. But yeah, I don't know if that's something you were thinking about, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's something that stuck with me, at least with Loki. Uh, poor beauty standards and timelines and everything, <laughs> but yeah, from wild uh, Loki hair to to wild mermaid hair. Yeah. Let's get into Mala Morska Villa. Uh, struggling with pronunciation there. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Let's just go
1: with uh, the Little Mermaid because that's yes. the
0: English title. It yes, let's by. let's yeah. stick with that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so so. The story and everything, like if you've, if you've seen The Little Mermaid, uh, even like the Disney version in a way, I'd say just, you have the plot beats down, Uh, but you know, I have to say it was, it was quite a while since I saw uh, like The Little Mermaid, since I read The Little Mermaid, like I'm talking like the H.C. Anderson story, so I was like, hmm, I wonder how closely this one follows it, so I did look it up. Uh, when I, we were getting closer to the end, and I was like yeah it 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 follows things kind of closely actually,
1: mm. uh
0: with the little interpretations of course, along the way, and everything so uh I think that was very really interesting um do you wanna get into like the plot a little bit or is is there anything you wanna talk about regarding that
1: no um i I was sort of in the same boat as you, I was sort yeah. of wondering you know where are they going to take this? Are they going to stay faithful or not? I I didn't quite know, because when it comes to fairy tale adaptations, it could go either way, you know? Uh, Especially if you look at the most famous Little Mermaid adaptation, which is the Disney film, which diverges from the source material. (laughs) So much! (laughs) Uh, um, But I feel that this one um, stuck to original source as as Mm -hmm. far as i'm familiar with it anyway Uh, and i was quite uh, quite happy with that i think
0: yeah no absolutely and i do think it keeps um like as far as now now i'm really basing it on memory but like remembering reading little the little mermaid when i was fairly young and just like that story is so sad (laughs) Yes. Like, you, the, there's this feeling of just, like, impending sadness in almost the entire thing. And I do think that this movie really gets that across. Like, you have this sort of, um, like, it's it's all very beautiful, but you can also tell that something super sad is going to happen because you also have her, uh, the little mermaid's mother, who is, is is dead, and there was some tragedy in there. So, like, all of it just, like, there's this blanket of sad mm-hmm. <laughs> s- sad aesthetics mm-hmm. <laughs> just wrapped around the whole thing and also like th- the ways things are edited is also rather choppy almost which also adds to the whole like it keeps you on your toes a little bit and then taking things really slowly at other times so it's it's very i did notice that a lot of like reviews on Letterboxd and like call it dreamy or dreamlike and Yes, but also like just this really fairy tale like where things are not explained. Like there's a lot of things like in in the crevices and things that where you're just not, mm. never going to understand and it's not important. So it's just like that's sort No, of thing I like. mean,
1: apparently this world is filled with princes and princesses oh. who so are... Princess and princesses of what country? I'm not
0: sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> what is the sea they're talking about? Who knows? <laughs> like, don't care about it. Like, it's, it's not important. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so The Little Mermaid, her. Her birthday is coming up and she. Um, she she enjoys singing. She's the best singer in all of the court. I'm gonna call it court. It's not really said, but it, it feels like a court. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And she's is. the most beautiful. And around the time of her birthday, she uh brings a ship to to um uh, she she makes a ship go shipwreck basically Mm -hmm. uh with her song because the prince on board of one of the ships is uh, lured by the singing like you know like the classic siren thing and he's like no go through the through the dangerous cliffs i want to know um the face of the of the person singing Mm -hmm and uh, as she's watching the shipwreck happen she jumps in and she saves the prince and he is unconscious and she takes him safely to shore and basically she falls in love with him uh, and he's a very handsome man so i can't blame her um <laughs> you know no, and then no, very pretty boy very pretty boy uh he has that jawline which we have talked about many times uh is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pr- mm-hmm. pr- prince's that
1: and and he has the flu fair, which you kind of like. It's he absolutely
0: fare. has the flu fair. It, it's a little bit too too smooth down. I gotta <laughs> say, just a little bit, but you know, he has to ha- keep that, um, that that thing going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so then I would say like sort of an obsession of hers, like an, an obsessive infatuation ob- occurs with her. So she would like sit on the. Uh, on a stone and just like watch the the seasons go by and ho- her entire like hope for her life is to be with the prince and just like be with him for just one day like she's very desperate to to meet him and make him fall in love with her and make him understand that she saved him from the shipwreck <clears throat> not to mention well she's not gonna mention that she actually brought the shipwreck to happen but you know <laughs> d- details come on <laughs> uh and yeah so what happens next so she visits a sea witch do you want to talk a little bit or like um run us down like how that interaction happens and what the
1: yes so the sea witch uh it was
0: awesome by the way she, yeah there. yeah mm. uh
1: they are like at the bottom of the sea but as she the princess the little mermaid approaches the sea witch there's like Fire Oof, love that. everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, I wonder if this person is evil. No, it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> could go wrong. <laughs> uh, the little mermaid, of course, goes in to visit the Sea Witch, and it plays out mostly as in the Disney version, and mostly I assume as in the um original fairy tale. In that the Sea Witch agrees that yeah. You can go up on land, um, it's gonna hurt, your, your your legs are gonna ache with every step, but you're just gonna have to, to live through that, yeah. um, and uh, you, you if you don't make the prince fall in love with you, you're gonna turn into seafoam, uh, and also I'm gonna steal your voice.
0: <laughs> what a bargain, come on, don't think about it, go for it.
1: And also there's hints. In that scene, that the sea witch actually did like the same thing for uh, the little mermaid's mother. Yes. Um, you know, that, that it's never revealed exactly what happened to her mother, but it's heavily implied that she mm. fell in love with the human also and decided mm. to, to live on land. But we don't quite know sort of what the end result was of that. But no. mm, it's, yeah, tragic all around. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it, but. So in the original fairy tale like she has a fish tail the little mermaid mm. but in this one uh which I think is very wise choice considering whatever technical marvel you would have to do in 76 to make you no know, mer mer people happen um but they are they they kind of look like regular human beings so they have two legs and they walk around um but I really enjoy like how they sort of made the sea world still feel like an ocean and how they really look like otherworldly people so just yeah briefly gonna get into that to sort of set the um the the feeling for how how she looks and how everything just feels so you have this it's it's very blue (laughs) wow (laughs) wow of course it's blue because it's underwater and and they <laughs> would like you to think that it's underwater but it's it's it's, it's very cold cold water blue and um, they the mer people have uh, so they're very pale but then it sort of fades into for example like blue or green or brown i think uh, just different pe- different sea kind of colors and their hair are basically birds nest antlers <laughs> with feathers and all kind of weird sea stuff that they find and you know trinkets and things like that it's it's really it's really cool and how how the king has this really great antler set on his head and i i think the look of it make them even though they don't have um a tail a fish tail they look like sea people because you really buy into this world i think do you agree
1: Yes, yes. Um, And also in regards to the special effects, essentially, you know, this underwater world is quite obviously not underwater in actuality, but the film creators make it seem like that by running things at slightly slower speed, you know, kind of uh, Mm slow-mo to some extent, um, which makes it, you know, when things fall down, it looks like it's falling through water, etc. And it's just... When you first see it, it's a little bit jarring because you're not expecting it. But if you if you stick to it and continue to watching the the film, it's gonna convince you uh, because they do it so consistently and they do it so there's thought behind every time they do it. Um, You know when when someone is like running through water, it's slightly slower because there's like you know it's the water and everything. So yeah, I think it, it it manages. To do things right. Um, Absolutely. And I also think that the fact that they don't make it like 100% look like water. They don't put any weird filters on it or anything like that. Or, Or like you said, they don't put fish tails on the people. I think that makes it look even more strange and, and weird and, mm-hmm. and psychedelic than it maybe would have if they had actually had like fishtails uh, because we are kind of expecting that you know we think of the little mermaid and we think that oh she's gonna have a fishtail and then she doesn't and that yeah. sort of that alienates you a little bit and that's the mm-hmm. intent uh, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I'm very satisfied with, with how that um, or, or how those aspects of the film came together
0: yeah and also like thank god they didn't or as far as i could see that they didn't like put some sort of plastic fish or something and they just tried to have that on strings in the background and Mm. maybe you know (laughs) the the way i could see someone trying to do just like we have to how are they gonna know it's below the server like you know Mm. they didn't do any of that so they kept it really almost almost bare in a way uh and just focused really really much on like keeping um a consistent look of the costumes as well and uh the wigs like everyone had proper wigs that looked to be from the same place like they, nothing looked off and also so the king for example he has a the sea king i should say he has a collection of swords and they look real like not cheap or anything like that so I think it's wise to sort of spend time on details that come back and that matter and Mm. um, make you buy into it so yeah but anyway so she ends up on land and she uh, rather quickly meets up with the prince and now she's mute and you know the prince Sort of hangs out with her anyways and he's like oh it's so lovely hanging out with you and it's like well she's not safe (laughs) maybe you just like to hear your own voice or something i don't know prince but okay um but this is a kingdom that is struggling financially really bad and uh, the prince's advisors just basically wants him to marry uh, a princess that will bring lots of fortunes so that they can get their trade going and they also talk about the sea being very dangerous and almost like swallowing the kingdom up because before the shipwreck that the little mermaid causes there is another shipwreck that her father causes the sea king and you just get the feeling like they're Intrigued by the humans, but they they don't care at all if humans die or live or whatever. Like they don't like humans. <laughs> <laughs> they think they they you know they are short lived and they kill fish. So how can they possibly be <laughs> worth your time? Yeah. So, I you
1: know. like how there's there's a scene in the beginning of the film before the Little Mermaid has. has started walking on land yeah. where they have like the different courts of the sea that are gathering yeah. to celebrate her, her birthday and also I think her like engagement to one of the sea princes and they the different courts are sort of gossiping with each other and they're yeah. talking about how they're <laughs> dealing with humans sort of like how we talk yeah. about dealing with pests <laughs> yes, <it's>
0: so funny. <laughs> yes because one of the princesses she says like Oh, I got caught in a net. And the other was like, oh no, how did you manage? She was like, well, I had to kill them, obviously. Like, they can't eat me. So, like, you know, <laughs> sad face. <laughs> but yeah, so what happens to, to the prince? And, uh, like, what are their interactions in chemistry, would you say?
1: Well, um, I think uh, the prince is obviously fascinated by this girl that he found on the beach, um, sort of like how he was found after his mm. uh, shipwreck. Um, and it appears that she's beginning to, to bring good fortune to him, because yes. his ships are no longer <laughs> crashing and, and getting lost at sea, and and uh, they find lots of pearls in their uh, oysters and everything, so uh, it appears like it, it, she, it's a good thing that she's there with them. Um, and they are beginning to be friends, and and are, you know they're flirting with each other, and it's mm. it's a, it's a budding romance, mm. um, as as you expect it to be. Um, though I will say that, and this is not necessarily a criticism of the movie; it's more maybe of of the fairy tale in general. Yeah. But there's very little effort on her part to actually communicate with him. Yes, like she just like oh I can't speak. Okay, well then I guess I can't do anything. But you know there's body language and you can mm-hmm. do charades and sign language and you know, you can try but no, no, she's just like no, nah, nah, just hang
0: out here <laughs> I will so to, to the Little Mermaid's defense here, I also think that that's kind of possibly a like, she isn't human so,
1: fair enough, she yeah
0: doesn't really know how like she she mostly talks like with emotions to him almost you know like the way she's talking in her head and just like hoping that well if i just speak high enough in my head and if my heart is next to him then he must hear me like he must understand my love like it's it's she's like in a different concept yeah <laughs> of yeah. the world and, and romance than him you know
1: i just kind of feel that uh, she could have just sort of pointed to the sea and, you know, went like, I am from there, you know, but no, she doesn't even because, try.
0: <laughs> I mean, the problem is like, she's, she's very, like she's got a lot of agency, like in the beginning of the film. Like she, uh, you know, she, she brings a shipwreck down. She decides to save him. She uh, decides to sit on a rock and watch the seasons pass. She, like she, do, she does things. Uh, they are very driven by her infatuation. Uh, but she she does things and she she knows what she wants. Like she stalls the wedding with the sea prince for a little while, and um, she know she goes to the sea witch even though it's dangerous. And but then as soon as she's human or humanish, then then you're right. Like she she doesn't communicate to him. She doesn't try anything really uh, except for talking in her head. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So that's that's an that's a problem because that's the protagonist we've got going, and she doesn't protagonist a lot <laughs> 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 at the last third of him, of the movie, unfortunately.
1: But there's also a but in, in the, the the Little Mermaid story. Um, so he, the prince, the the prince of the land, uh, and uh, the little mermaid, and his court are going away to visit a. Um, I think it was a neighboring country or something like that uh, uh, to uh, meet the princess of that land uh, which uh, both his and her parents want essentially the two to get together it seems Mm. like. (laughs) And he tells the little mermaid that no, no, I don't want her I want you. Um, But then when he and the princess of the land meets he's like oh you're the one who found me on the beach oh I love you and then uh, things go as they go
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, unfortunately for the little mermaid but fortunately for the prince because like even though he sort of fell in love with her, like when she, when he was talking to the little mermaid about the land princess, we'll call her. Mm. Uh, he's like, oh, she saved me and she was so pretty and we looked at each other and I just knew, Hoo-hoo. but now I have you and I'm so happy about you. And we're going to have lots of children. and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Warning, alert, alert, little little, little little mermaid, like get out. <laughs> but she doesn't <laughs> pick up on any of those cues. But even though like when they meet at the court him and the land princess again because he didn't know who she was like she says like yeah i found you there but she doesn't say that she rescued him mm. so like his the fact that little mermaid thought that if i can only make him understand that i saved him would be enough for him to completely fall in love with her isn't enough because he he, he did fall in love with with the girl on the beach regardless of if he saved him if she saved him or not like mm. so it's so it's so doomed it's so doomed, the relationship between the Little Mermaid and the Prince. Like, it's. I think even if they met at the court, like, it wouldn't happen, <laughs> basically, is what I'm trying to say. No, no. It's one of those fairy tale love at first sight. And unfortunately, the Little Mermaid, even though it's her story, it's not her r- love story <laughs> in a way. I don't mm, know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so the ending, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well,. Uh- this is the part where I'm a little bit unsure on which parts came from the original source and which may be new for this movie, uh, but The Little Mermaid, she's given a knife by her father, uh, and and uh, I, I believe also the deal with the sea, which said that, well, you can kill the prince and his new love and re- return to the sea. Mm. Um, that was, <laughs> That would solve all your problems, but The Little Mermaid... Decides to not kill them, and she becomes sea foam, and there starts to like bloom flowers in the sea, and which essentially saves the princess ship because yeah. that was also gonna gonna uh, crash against the cliffs
0: or the the, the cliffs. Um, Get so... a new captain, am I right? Like, <laughs> for God's sake! like <laughs> Hire yeah. <and> better people. <gasps>
1: I mean, this is like the Titanic who couldn't see the iceberg and everything, but yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Sure, like, yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, she is given the option of, you know, have your revenge. And she says no. Mm. And uh, I I think that's, it's the kind of, it's the part of the tale that, it, to some extent, it's going to leave you unsatisfied because it's so, you know, you always expect to. the happily ever afters yeah. in the fairy tales. That's kind of one of the points of fairy tales. Um, but this one doesn't. But the, I think it's also one of the things that's gonna... Th- 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 that you're gonna bring with you most from the from the fairy tale and from this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that the ending is... That's where the most like emotional impact is. Um, and I think this one manages to pull that off quite beautifully.
0: No, absolutely. I think it's it's a very somber ending, but it's a very positive ending in that like all the you have all the flowers and sadly enough like her her father and all her sisters and a lot of the court like they are watching this happen and they just like kill him, get it over with, like join us again, but she doesn't because she she she's not a bad person, really, like She could barely eat a fish. Mm. (laughs) She can't shipwreck though, but she can't kill (laughs) the love of her life. So (laughs) it's it's a good ending, but of course, like it's a sad ending. Um, Like I I remember, like right now I don't. It's it's, full three years or so maybe. Like but there was like a YouTube video about like how Disney ruins fairy tales because Mm. it it removes these kinds of things like. All the parts that are like violent and um, like I feel like even you might have sent this to me. I don't know, but
1: possibly, yeah, possibly. I do. I do send you a lot yeah. of videos, so always- <laughs> I
0: always appreciate it. Uh, but but just like how Disney sort of takes away from from the fairytale and maybe the moral moral story also, like in the end, by just removing anything that feels not marketable, I would say. Mm. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well I mean Disney has it has its brand that it needs to to live up to. Uh, but yeah that's why some
0: things are in the vault. The racist (laughs) stuff is in the vault because they're like.
1: Hashtag Song of the South. Exactly. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, I mean the the Disney version has never been Favorite movie of mine. Um, no, I didn't same. like it as a kid, and I'm not a huge fan of it now either. Partly because of the reasons you say that it kind of I don't want to say ruins the fairy tale, it's kind of maybe the wrong word or maybe too strong of a word, but it, it makes choices that mm. sort of ha- makes the fairy tale have a less meaning. Um, in a way, uh, yeah. because I mean, the Disney version is just the two fall in love, and that's it, yeah. and they yeah. have a happy ever after. But I kind of feel like the Little Mermaid can't have a happy ever after because it's it's forever a doomed fairy tale, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like you could you could make it so you still sort of get that feeling of sadness but without her dying like you could have the prince just be like well you're not the one Mm. and the and she could cry for a bit and then you're like well get up in back in the horse and (laughs) you Mm. know you could do something that's still like a happy ending but it's like sad because you you don't always (sighs) some people sometimes people aren't on the same like page as you and that's fine (laughs) Mm. i don't know um But yeah, that's Disney's interpretation of it, and of course, like now it's sort of been the the foremost interpretation. Like that's how it is. So it it'd be kind of interesting to see what they're doing with the live action. Like they're just gonna paint by numbers from like the 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 animated one. But it's still, you know, will they dare to do something a little bit different?
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the actress playing the Little Mermaid in the live-action film, like, a person of color? Or am I misremembering?
0: Yes. But it would also sadden me to death if that's the only thing that they sort of, you know, (laughs) quote-unquote dare, quote-unquote wow, you know, like...
1: Considering... The emotions that that fact has stirred up
0: among people I kind
1: of feel like it might be the only thing they dare do
0: I am so tired of people <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know how yeah. to convey this Who? Uh, mm, okay. Yeah. I, so
1: I... the Star <sighs> Crash podcast stand behind the actors playing the Little Mermaid in the new live action of
0: film Of course, yeah. <laughs> we just don't kind of like Disney <laughs> That's a different <laughs> conversation <laughs>
1: Well, I mean... We are watching Loki, so. Oh,
0: absolutely. Like, it's <laughs> We are not compli- talking. <laughs> compli- it's complicated, but Monopoly is rarely a good thing. Mm. I think we can agree on that.
1: <laughs> we have our Facebook relationship status with Disney. Yes, it's complicated. <laughs> yes.
0: So, uh, the Little Mermaid from nineteen seventy-six. Have you seen anything that you feel is similar to this, or in the same vein as this? Um, I, this director and everything is very new to me. Just putting mm. it out there.
1: Yeah, I have not seen anything else from the director uh, that he, they are also new to me. I do feel that this film is kind of is very European in how it's made. Uh, Specifically, I would maybe compare it to French cinema to some extent. Mm. Uh, But I would also say that we haven't even mentioned, but this is a uh, Czech film. Yes. Um, It is made in 1976, but it's, I would maybe count it towards um, this movement in film called the Czech New Wave, which happened in in the 60s up until Prague Spring. Um, But I feel that this uh, Little Mermaid is... A continuation of, of that kind of storytelling uh, and for those who are not familiar with the shake new wave uh, that kind of came about in Czechoslovakia when as I understand it anyway I'm not uh, an expert on, on the subject but mm-hmm. when there were a lot of political changes happening in the country which meant mm. that like censor laws was either changed or maybe even Mm. removed uh, which meant that a new type of movie could happen so what the Czech new wave is it's often um, politically charged movies uh, that sort of tackles the 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 communist uh, (laughs) environment in the country Mm. that uh, movies before hadn't had the the opportunity to do but there's also an intentional step away from realism into the more sort of surreal and fantastical. So I I believe that the most famous, or at least to me, the most famous title coming out of this um, uh, movement is Valerie and her Week of Wonders, which I have not seen. It's on my watch list. (laughs) 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 Um, But it's that kind of, of style. So I would, based on what I know, I would maybe recommend uh, Valerie and her week of wonders as, as one that's kind of similar to this one.
0: The Little Mermaid feels like mm, a, a, a children's movie. Like, I feel like you could watch this and be fairly young. Uh, it's not super upset upsetting or anything like that. I, I feel like, at least. Uh, Valerie and her week of wonders, I would not put in <laughs> no, the hands true. of a child. True. Uh, so it would be interesting to sort out, b- because... It wouldn't surprise me if more people have sort of felt like they are maybe a little bit similar. Uh, but it would be interesting to see that, you know, rather soon and just with this movie still fresh in my mind and, and see how that feels like. Mm. I am a mm. little bit iffy because I think the actress in that one is very young and some scenes might be a bit uncomfortable to watch with that in mind. So that's why I'm not like jumping <laughs> on the mm. opportunity to watch that one. But it it is on my... Um, because some scenes and you know footage and things I've seen from that one just looks absolutely beautiful and up my alley aesthetics wise, so <laughs> I know I have to watch it for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I will actually say I do have two DVDs in my collection mm. that are both labeled as Czech New Wave. Oh, uh, so get I on suppose, it! Yeah, no, I, I have I have seen both of them. Oh, um, right. <laughs> One is a science fiction comedy called Who Wants to Kill Jesse. Um, hmm. I would probably not say that that is very similar to the Little Mermaid, um, but it is a really fun film, so <laughs> I would I would recommend it. Um, and the other one is a post-apocalyptic film called The End of August at the Hotel Ozone, which is um, it's a bit heavier. Uh, it's it's maybe a little bit cha- more challenging to watch. Um, it's also not child friendly so if if that's what you're looking for also maybe no
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to have some some suggestions as we've talked as you've talked about the new wave so there's a few titles for you
1: even though I think that the Little mermaid that we have seen now is perfectly fine to be watched by children you know there's no there's no nudity and there's no uh, no bloody killings even though there are some people drowning. <laughs> <laughs> in the ship's wrecks. Uh, but that's about it. Um, I also don't I, I also kind of feel like at least to me, sort of the way it's directed feels a little bit grown up. Um, and I suppose I am comparing it, at least subconsciously, to the Disney version of Little Mermaid. But I feel that the the Mala Morscadila is is slow and sort of not not philosophical but but very um surreal in yeah. a way that is that i that I think that maybe children won't pick up upon um and that's not necessarily a problem but but I don't think it's it, it hmm, how should i say it, it's 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 a film that can be watched by children, but I think it's also a film that has a lot of things that are meant for adults if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. no absolutely like, I think there's even like one image that f- like an image that she's holding up like um, a painting or something like that that felt kind of adult um, mm. I don't remember too too closely but yeah no absolutely like, I understand what you feel like the mood in the film like the overall mood does have sort of an adult tinge to it I would say like it, just in how it's told but I still feel like we shouldn't underestimate kids because they sometimes like things we (laughs) don't expect them to i think the pacing depending on what what the child is sort of used to the pacing can be an issue because it's slow it's slow (laughs) yeah yeah it's very slow even though it's not a long move i think it's like one hour 20 or something like that but it's still it still feels slow but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two things that uh first one that this made me think of but that I feel like could also—it's also sort of a children's movie, but it's also veering a bit into more, of maybe directed towards adults, uh, and that is uh, Donkey Donkey Skin, mm. which I have mentioned a few times, I think, at least in this podcast, because it looks absolutely beautiful, and I can attest that it is wonderful. I recommend it wholeheartedly if. Fabulous outfits and fairy tales is your thing, especially from the seventies.
1: Yeah, and also uh, speaking of French films, um, I would maybe also suggest Sean uh, Cocteau's *Beauty and the Beast*. Um, oh, I haven't seen that one. Which it is from forty six, I think. So it's a little bit older, but it has. The same, the same type of pacing and the same kind of approach to to the fairy tale concept. I think so. Mm. That might also be a good match for mm. for the Little yeah. Mermaid.
0: Yeah, like a good double feature there. But um, yeah, and something that I'm that was as I was like. Googling and you know finding out about the new wave, just a little bit like super superficial level here. Uh, but there was one uh, thing that came up, and that is the fabulous um, Baron Minshausen from 1962, mm. which is also from this sort of Czech uh, new wave time, as as far as I could tell from my super shallow research. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to use that word. No, ugh, <laughs> but um, but that just looks like. I don't know, it looks so artsy, but fairy tale and, and fun and weird, and I, I really, I, I think it could fit our podcast really well, so I'm going to put that as, best as, as a suggestion actually for us to, to watch. Yeah, is there anything else that you feel like we haven't talked about too much about the movie that you want to bring up?
1: Yes, I want to mention the music of the film. mm Because I both like it and really don't like it at the same time. (laughs) Thank you
0: for giving me the opportunity to then talk a little bit about this as well. Yes,
1: you will. So there's a huge thing made in the film about her singing voice, you know, Mm. prior to losing it. (laughs) And she has uh, at least a couple of times in the film where she does sing and it's a very beautiful song. It's definitely the kind of song that I can find myself listening to in, in my everyday life. You know, I like it but then there's also instrumental pieces sometimes it's um people in the the underwater courts that are playing for the people there and there's also a few pe- pieces that are played by the the land courts mm. so to yeah. speak and i don't mind them per se but they are used so much oh my god yes <laughs> they are repeated over and over again and i'm just yes. like please something new <laughs> Give me something new here.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. So if... Because I do feel like we have both sort of talked about what we appreciate a lot about this movie. Like, talk a little bit about, like, maybe some character things that could be improved. But that, you know, it's sticking so close to the material. So it kind of is what it is. But if there's something I would just like to almost, like, scrap completely. It is, unfortunately, the music the the songs like there are two unique songs I think that she's singing mm. right yeah I don't like either of them uh, great that you like them because I, I was like this is so boring <laughs> <laughs> and her voice I, honestly it might be with like the audio quality as well like how things get a little bit maybe muddled and like the quality isn't great so things sort of blend together in a way that they probably shouldn't but like even the singing just is kind of bland. And then you're supposed to, because like she sings very early on in the film and then it goes a little while. And then the the sea king, he's like, oh, your voice is the most beautiful of the court. And I was like, when did we establish this? Because (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what? What?" You know, like, uh, I don't know. And the court music, human court music was kind of almost like too similar also because it was so simple. And I think... I think they should have just made it more bombastic and almost a little bit like silly or even like even more fast paced just to sort of create a greater contrast with the sort of like nature sea people down in the ocean. Just like make the humans a little bit less relatable. Almost, I don't know how to express it, but yeah.
1: I understand what you're saying about the the pieces where she sings. Um, Mm. They are not perfect uh, in every detail, but like I. I do feel that I kind of like that sort of thing. Um, I'm—I mean, someone who listens to like a lot of folk music, mm. like every style of folk music there is. Essentially, <laughs> that's that's just my jam. Um, so I—I I, I guess I'm sort of used to that kind of almost raw mm. uh, singing yeah. performance. Um, that is perhaps maybe not. Perfect in, in all the details. But like the overall experience for me is very. Uh, what's a good word? Um, I don't know. Just pleasant, I guess. Yeah, yeah um, no, fair. It's not a very good comparison here, but it's, it's the one that pops up in my head. But yep. if you listen to uh, like the, the soundtrack for The Wicker Man, the original one, mm. which is a great soundtrack, by the way. Oh, I know. Uh, but there is like a so few people. Yeah, there is a few pieces on there that I would maybe say is the same. Kind of yeah. thing that it's not perfect in all the details, but it's kind of not supposed to be because it's sort of s- supposed to feel very natural and and organic in a way. So and I naive kind of feel like almost yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yes. Um, so I I feel that maybe I had a- the same experience with the the singing parts yeah. in this film, um, but it's the instrumental
0: parts that I'm not quite as <sighs> much a fan of <laughs> oh, the goddamn underwater shell flutes take them away from me so like my my issue though like so my issue though is like with the wicker man you like you've you've got a couple of like hit songs in there that you can that you remember and then there are like the more filler songs here the filler songs <laughs> is the main attraction
1: Fair enough, yeah, yeah, I can't argue against that. <laughs> yeah,
0: and honestly, like, I made the, like, oh, I was like, oh, donkey skin is amazing and everything. But th- they, that, that kind of has the same thing, like, there are maybe one or two or three that are, whoa, fun, I like this. I don't remember them now, like, they're not that memorable, but you like them on the spot. And then they're, like, like the same amount, they're just like, can we skip this Mm. (laughs) you know so uh i i think if it's balanced and i just feel like it's not really balanced maybe that well in in this one but um but i don't know maybe you know we don't know like maybe that tune is from a folk song that we don't know maybe it is inspired by something similar because i do feel like it um parts of the underwater even though it was horrendous like not horrendous but it was really boring i felt like i i was recognizing it almost so maybe they took inspiration from something and just made it dull i don't know
1: yeah i mean if it is actually a a folk song from from uh, Czechoslovakia which i i can neither confirm nor deny that it is yeah but it it sounds like it could potentially be Mm. and i wouldn't be surprised if maybe we had like our version of it here in sweden because folk songs here in europe they tend to sort of we have this we have versions uh, of the same songs all over the place
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone's like i like that
1: there's a number of, of um like traditional ballads that exist in many languages because it's just spread throughout the continent yeah. and we all liked it so we all <laughs> sort of we, we all integrated it into our our musical culture <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> so, awesome. yeah well i think we've discussed uh, Mala Morska Vila uh, quite thoroughly we both seem to enjoy it so i want to get into one of our usual uh, questions are you prepared for that Linnea? <laughs> Have you done your homework? No, I never (laughs) do for this. Same. (laughs) So catastrophe will ensue. Anyway, so I would like you to argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And as we always say, it is equally as important and more inclusive also. So, you know, that's great for us (laughs) and everyone else. Yeah, go ahead, Linnea.
1: Well, I could... (laughs) I could do a, a general Gordon, or I could be maybe more specific, and I'm gonna go more specific just because mm. it's more fun. Um, but there is a, a scene in the film where we see the the prince, the land prince, interact with um, like several other um, mm. courts and princesses and everything, um, and I liked how they all they all had their own sort of. Visual style, you know, you see yeah. this princess with her two, I don't know, bodyguards or whatever it is behind her, and they, you, you sort of directly get an impression of, oh, this is this kind of nation, and then you see another mm. guy, or another girl, Um, I think there was one that was um black, or at least person of colour, if I remember correctly, yes. and they had like... Uh, I think their clothing was maybe a little bit, like, African-inspired in in aesthetics and everything, and, uh, uh, you know, I I just liked how, even though there's so little of each of the the cultures that we see, each of them managed to have uh, their own identity, unlike the cultures of the sea, where they're all sort of the same.
0: (laughs) Yes, so true, so true, even though they're spread out way more. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but the, I th- I feel like that scene with the princesses there are like issues with it. Um, mm. But I, I I feel like we've talked so much about this, so we, we we might not get into it. But like there are there are issues with those representations. Sure, but, sure, yes. But what you're getting at, like as I'm interpreting, like it's mm. it's it's nice that there are differences represented still.
1: Yeah, because I kind of feel like that is part of. Maybe the message of the film That The undersea kingdoms Even though they appear to be Kind of a utopia in a way It's maybe not Maybe because they appear to be Almost stale In maybe their, their Sort of culture Or their, their, their fall in line Yeah in bit, yeah, yeah. Their, their, the evolution of their civilization Seems to have sort of stopped At a certain point mm-hmm. that they they don't Really step out of it. Uh, um, um, well, the Little Mermaid does. She dares to yeah. actually take a step outside of of her sort of boxed-in civilization, her boxed-in home. Um, mm. But I feel that the land, the kingdoms of the land, they were so distinctly their own, um, and I, I I liked how how that was made a point. Even though, as you say. Yeah. It's, there's details there to be tweaked, certainly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> things to tweak, things to discuss. Exactly. I feel like we haven't done a Gordon in a while, and it's it's nice to have a Gordon uh, <laughs> to give out <laughs> to a movie. Yeah, I'm gonna give um, a small, quick Gordon here to uh, the makeup and costume department, uh, in special regard to the sea creatures, the mer people. And specifically, like, the wigs and the makeup, I think, really did a good job of selling this world and and this underworld, underwater people. So uh, rounding things off with a final question, and that is, like, do you think that this should be remade in 2021?
1: Yes and no. I would say that I don't think I want this particular version of The Little Mermaid to be remade, because as I said... I feel that this is maybe too closely connected to the Czech New Wave and you can't really have it outside of that, uh, that, that, that time period and that uh, movement within cinema uh, or even the geographical area that it stems from. It has its very specific point in time and place where this was made. And I kind of feel like, no, I don't want that today. But I do want a counterpoint to the Disney live action that's coming. Like I feel like yes, we can do the 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 tragic little mermaid as well in 2021 uh, without problem.
0: No, I agree with you. Um it, it 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 is very much a product of its time and so will the upcoming live f- feature <laughs> uh Disney movie be. I I think I agree with you. I think you know balancing things out with the sugary versions that we get continuously year by year now to sort of balance the scale a little bit so we get more more flavors of these fairy tales Mm. that are still I mean I'm sure there are many versions done of this every year you know in in various ways in, in modern takings like in modern settings and everything you know scaling things back but um but something that is still very much a fairy tale. I would, I would like that too. Uh, but don't do, don't remake this. It can't be done like in this way. No, I agree no. with you.
1: Uh, so, listener, have you seen? Mala Morska Vila, uh, or The Little Mermaid, from 1976. We want to know what you think, so go to our Facebook page or our Instagram account. Uh, Those are both at StarQuest Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Um, And join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about... A Disney film, actually, (laughs) Uh, but I'm not gonna spoil which one. Actually, you're gonna have to stick around to see it. Uh, But it's gonna be uh, more on the fairy tale theme, so you know, stick around for that.
0: And uh, bye bye, bye.